0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and as always, I'm joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? It's going
1: great. It's a uh, nice and rainy season. It seems to be coming back here in Indiana, so we're getting lots of rain. And
0: yeah, yeah, I was just uh, I was talking to Andrew about that yesterday because he's uh, we're here at my parents' house and he's he's mowing the lawn and something like he mowed Monday and we were talking on Wednesday. Uh, and I was like, how long ago did you mow? And he's like, two days, Um, (laughs) because the grass is already looking a little shaggy, and uh, we went through, I think, most of July, I didn't mow my lawn over at at the house at all, Um, because it just didn't, every time I checked it, I was like, oh man, I haven't mowed the lawn in like two and a half weeks. Well, it still looks fine, like it was just really dry, and uh, I did it uh, earlier this week, or maybe last week, I don't know, days all blur together, but um, yeah we've had like several waves of just really heavy short-lived thunderstorms oh yeah and i know you guys have had some of that down there too it's uh you guys had a, a tornado siren uh wednesday uh, day before yeah last?
1: It's, it's indiana oh you know, right it's, right I, I mean i hate to say it I, I don't know how it is out on the the great plains when they have like deadly tornadoes every day we have tornado sirens all the time and we do have tornado stuff, but uh, it's, it's one of those, you, you end up getting, I mean, it's a weird conversation to have, but you get mm-hmm. inundated with so many kind of alerts and, Oh my gosh, things are happening so often that you're like, man, okay, sure. It's, I, I, there's not, it's not going to affect me. So yeah,
0: it's uh yeah, it's blind. a, it's a s- signal noise or a, a signal to noise ratio. Wolf. Yeah. Meteorologist who cried wolf kind of situation. Yeah, And
1: and, i'm sure that there is four people out in the country that needed to know that that was there but you know i i don't know we're, we're we're not We're we are we are not we are no longer sitting in the basement every time we hear the siren you know
0: <laughs> duck and cover yeah when
1: you go outside and it's it's there's no rain it's there's no wind and the birds are flying around and there's a siren you're like okay well whatever um so yeah that's 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 indiana um that's typically our Indiana stuff. I'm going to say that and watch next week. There'll be a big. We'll have a big show where we're uh, a, doing a, 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 freaking a financial drive tree for will me fall because on my whole house, house has been destroyed and yeah, yeah, it's yeah. going to come out and get me. But I don't
0: remember if you have any big trees in your yard. Uh, I just got a few. I got a few. A couple, but, but not not a ton. Um, not this was, <laughs> I did not intend to segue into this, but <laughs> um, my my house that I'm very very slowly remodeling is right on uh US twenty, which is one of the original um uh interstate routes. Right. Like not not interstate, but cross state that like connects the coasts. I think US twenty is one of the last ones that's still mostly intact. It's not been all replaced by uh interstate highways. Yeah. Um anyway, right in town they are they're redoing it. They're putting in new sidewalks and maybe finally giving it a little bit of a shoulder. Um <clears throat> and this uh this past week a couple of days ago we're recording on friday so our our time uh whatever things are all slightly off but the day before last they came by and took out this gigantic black walnut tree that was in my front yard and it's uh it's it's gone now i was hoping i was hoping to catch them like in between them them cutting it down i like taped a note to the tree hoping that they would leave me like a piece of the trunk or something to to get milled down into into wood for some some projects or something but andrew and i went over there uh thursday night and it was it was gone oh. i figured they must have uh they must have contracted somebody in the um in the process of that uh excavation to uh to keep any of that wood that was valuable in any way that's right
1: they got wood people who steal it the, and i mean this by the the state
0: yeah the state paid me for the for the portion of the land they like moved my property line back Right. so that they could you know totally tear up that uh that area so i'm like yeah i guess it's technically their tree so they can do whatever they want with it that's right government um, can do whatever they want that's just what they are right right hey
1: speaking of the well, go- government uh let's lead. you mind if we lead in right with our weekly challenge because that's government related you want to you want to you want to jump ahead to that all right all right well i, mean, I just gotta it, it, say it's, it's kind of on my mind and i'm super jazzed about it I I just have to say we're not parking it. Oh, we're abandoning it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yes, exactly. The the tree even right. So, <laughs> um, yes, yes. So this week's weekly challenge was I picked. This was my week, right? Yes, I picked this one. This was your pick. An, yeah. an old show, um, which you hadn't seen because you hadn't even been born yet, right? When it came out, I was born in eighty one. So okay, Calm down. same year, same year um i'll be 40 soon it was uh stripes with bill murray um with bill murray and, and john candy john candy and Harold ramos and and the guy who's the
0: guy playing the captain like i've seen him in a bunch of stuff oh man i don't know his later. name but
1: he is in everything he, so judge reinhold's in that one yeah. too i don't know if you saw that there's yeah very young judge reinhold right so, several guys that have gone on to do tons of stuff and are well since retired now but right right which is which is even funnier um I uh
0: I so I, I coincidentally a couple of days ago watched the episode of Parks and Rec yeah. where Bill Murray is a cameo. Oh yeah. He's he's playing the deceased mayor mm-hmm. and he has like a video uh um will or whatever that he leaves behind. Which is so funny I'm that like, he's I'm, in that show. I'm he... like man that dude is that dude is old. We we watched this movie and he was 30 when Stripes was made. Yeah. But he looks like he could be 40. He does. He 40. does. I think that's what fit <laughs> so, back then, though. Like,
1: movie stars were in their forties, so he was younger and fit with all the younger, cool stuff. But he was—he looked the part still. Right, right, right. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, that's what—that's what. That's what I, they, seriously, you forties were. That's when like Taxi and De Niro, or De Niro was heck was young even then. But those guys were the main leading men, and all the James Bonds were also in their forties and things like that. So. Yeah, movie stars weren't right, twenty two, right. eighteen years old like they are now.
0: Um,
1: yeah, but anyway, this so this is stripes it's is a is Justin a,
0: Bieber looking,
1: right? It's it's a uh, sorry, yeah.
0: Can you can you summarize what this movie is? <laughs> it, it's it's difficult to say. The,
1: it, the best thing to do is to say it's an eighties uh, Bill Murray movie. If you are familiar with any I of mean, the eighties Bill Murray movies, it's very similar, like that, like Caddyshack. It's, or, it's
0: made in eighty one. It's it's almost it's almost more like a late seventies movie. Yeah,
1: it, it kind of is. You are right. Um, so it, the basic premise of this movie is that, uh, Bill Murray, slacker, kind of main guy, funny guy, is down on his luck, everything's going wrong in his life, lost his girlfriend, lost his job, not doing well, and he's got a best friend, which is Harold Ramis, uh, most, most famous for Egon from Ghostbusters, but in a million other things too.
0: And, uh he oh, i thought he looked familiar i think i think he's done much more work as a writer yeah uh, and a director an actor yeah so he's, yeah. he's done
1: he's done a lot um and he passed away so rest in peace but uh mm. the his best friend they decide that they're going to join the, the army because why not um so they don't they, they don't
0: have jobs they're they're getting evicted and yeah it's it's sort of act of desperation right
1: so they get they join the army um and a bunch of they join up a bunch of people that are just kind of like them uh, goofy guys who are whatever yeah because because it's
0: 1981 like uh vietnam and korea are are pretty much done um i mean obviously vietnam is done but right um and the the berlin wall has still not come down because i think that was like yes was that like 91 when that yeah happened? that's right it's in there so that the, you um, still
1: have it's cold war era type stuff. Right.
0: It's it's Cold War era, so there's not a lot like they make a joke about the draft and there's like a long pause where everybody's like there's no nobody's getting drafted, what are you? <laughs> right. Well
1: the so they they join the army, it's a lot of hilarity with the training camp that goes by pretty quickly. And then at the they, they graduate and at the end uh there's a whole segment where they go and fight the commies kind of uh, but we'll talk <laughs> about that bits. But that but that is that is the kind of the gist of what Stripes is.
0: Um, yeah, so it's it's there in the same. And this is a this is a genre of film that I'm not super well acquainted with because mm-hmm. um, you know I was you know I was born in eighty one, so this movie came out the year I was born. It was on TV in its edited form, but it's the version that's on Netflix has nudity in it. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely not something that I would have been allowed to see as a kid or you know teenager or any of that and by the time i got to a point where i could watch whatever movies i wanted it just was not on the radar like i had nobody saying like oh you haven't seen x y or z um and so i had not seen this um i still don't think i've seen ghostbusters all the way through i think when i was a kid one of my uh uncles showed me or cousins showed me um maybe Ghostbusters 2 is that the one with the big painting yeah 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 yeah
1: Fox is probably um, if, he, if our, our buddy Fox Geek Scholar Fox if he's hearing he, you, he's, he's, he's probably losing his he's mind he's
0: screaming at
1: his radio right right, right. Now, like, so we'll, we'll uh, definitely weekly challenge that at some point but the
0: yeah that that that's coming up
1: right the, um, so the yeah the, these things you know those kind so of gratuitous of, 80s beauty like, and stuff that was typical for the genre and that kind of stuff back then which
0: it's had no it's point a little in bit it's a little bit in the same in a similar style of comedy to like uh mel brooks films though maybe not quite as ridiculous right um not quite as vaudeville like there's still elements of that vaudeville kind of uh rodney dangerfield style of of just absurd kind of humor um with also elements of like I don't know what order these movies came out, but it felt almost like a parody of, um, I want to say, Full Metal Jacket, which is another movie that I've not actually seen, but sure. like the the iconic like all the guys getting their um, hair buzzed back right. and, uh, and and the, the big the, the big drill sergeant speech Lee kind of Army, stuff.
1: The guy that's like the drill sergeant, it's got all the stuff. The
0: drill sergeant cliche and all right. of that stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's it, it's got it's got. All of that. And the, the thing about this movie and a lot of those movies that were made, it, fe- it feels like they made them as their sketch comedies. Because a lot of these guys were Saturday Night Live kind of people. So they made them in, like,
0: we're going to do a sketch of this. and Yeah, it's like we're going to do this joke and then we're going to do this joke. And that will co- the, the joke is a whole scene. It's a whole sketch. And but, then you got to kind of write some stuff that happens in between so that we can, uh, you know make this an actual story and not you know nacho libre
1: right right. but you know what though is that this movie and a lot of the other movies uh their story quote-unquote is very loose it's like okay yeah. we've got that's one thing i wanted to mention about this show in particular is that it's got like three kind of stories and now that i think about back in um the 80s when these kind of movies were and caddy shagger or stuff it's like there's there's these kind of stories that are Kind of there, but really, all it is is like, okay, now, now we're in the army. Let's just let's let's. What can we do with Bill Murray in the army? Okay, now now we're before yeah. the army. What can we do with Bill Murray before the army? You know, and then how about they? Let's send them over to, over to Yugoslavia. Okay, that's great. Let's, let's just. It wasn't like they had a theme or a goal. No, there's not like a yes. middle, beginning, middle, and end here. You know, it's just a.
0: Yeah, it's just it's just a vehicle. For these scenes and these jokes. Yes. And speaking of vehicle, there <laughs> is a, what what to us and our circle of friends is a very iconic uh, GMC RV featured in this yes. movie. Yes. All right. Do you know what year that is? It's like a 78 or something? Oh, it's got to be. I am not really sure that. We, we should have, have that had Trotsky on. To, the EM, EM50 is what they call it, but it's it's urban identical. Yeah, urban assault vehicle. It is the same model. Uh, and make as um our buddy trotsky's uh tailgating rv hoosier gold. The Hoosier Gold, right. Yeah, and we'll we'll put some we'll put some pictures in the show notes.
1: Yeah, there there's there's that, that actually was on ESPN was covering a an a IU football game and we were out tailgating one time and they had a helicopter go by and they zoomed in on on the the Hoosier Gold, which is that that uh RV and it's all painted In gold and red and cream and crimson and stuff. It's got the logos on it. So the ESPN commentators are seeing this and they comment and they zoom in on it and us tailgating on national television. And they say, oh, look, they've got out the EM50 urban assault vehicle from stripes. Yeah. So they're (laughs) literally called the gold.
0: That's awesome. I mean, it's a it's an old 70s RV, right? It it really stands out in a field of like, uh, you know, new giant boxy looking rvs like it has a really it's not quite like an airstream or something but it has a it has a very unique shape compared to more modern rvs
1: so so okay let me let me ask you questions i'm going to interview you here a bit okay on on this on this show okay so because this
0: this was your pick you 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 know, right,
1: and, and I'm uh, excited. I guess say I, okay. This is that. This falls into our weekly challenge. Of, and maybe we'll call these things a little bit differently later. But where we go back, we rewatch a show we've seen, and maybe one of us hasn't seen a show.
0: So this is kind of one of those. We we I, should I, come up with different clever names for the different. Like if we're going to do an old thing, yeah, we're going to do a right. Netflix. I totally thing. agree. I totally
1: agree with that. Um, so we'll this one, one is of them one of those doctor
0: for some and reason.
1: My, my quick review of that is that I liked it. Super thumbs up. It's just as sure. funny as I remember it being. And if not more so, cause I'm an adult. Uh, so, but moving on to, to your questions or my questions for you on this kind of stuff. Okay. Um, Hit me. Uh, so I'm going to go right to the end. What'd you think of that whole, like going over to Russia or Czechoslovakia whole sequence? What'd you think of that whole thing? And so, then, where they introduced so, the EM 50 and stuff.
0: So I so I had several sort of reactions to that, and I think we t- we talked about this a little bit because we played um, Star Trek Adventures for yeah. uh, our other podcast, Klingon and the Dragons, a couple of days ago, and we talked about this at length because the whole five of us have all seen that, at least seen it, and and some of us seen it re- recently, right? Because of the challenge and so forth. Um, early on in the movie, I was like, oh, this is so dated. Like I can see what's <laughs> happening. Like it's Bill Murray, and he's goofy, and I'm like. How how did a guy that looks like this become who he is? He's, like, <laughs> universally loved. And I'm sure that right. there are people who don't like him, but most people do. Right. And it's just, you know, because he's funny. But right. as the movie went on and the the jokes became, I, I mean, I, I'm going to say they became more absurd. And they were definitely absurd, but still not to, like mel brooks level right right Um, Wasn't that over the top it was there there were there were so many things in this movie that i laughed out loud at whether it was legitimately funny or just how ridiculous it was (laughs) which you know makes no difference really when it's when you're laughing at it like it's you're laughing at it or you're laughing with it like your reaction (laughs) is the same it's a movie you're not going to hurt his feelings um my my biggest sort of reaction to the to the idea of them like Uh, um, what's his name the captain accidentally invading a soviet country (laughs) i was like i was like oh this is before the wall came down like this like how far how far in history or in time do we have to go forward before this joke doesn't make sense Now, obviously if you're not if you're not super familiar with with um u.s history if you're you know right I don't know the cold war doesn't seem like something that anybody could be ignorant about but you know if you if you grew up in a in another country that was not directly involved in either side of that conflict like maybe it's just a it's just a vague thing to you like well the, we're the real about thing the 1800s here USSR, in your life is that, that
1: that it wasn't just russia that there's it, half of europe is
0: yeah it's yeah. whole this whole soviet union union thing right. um but yeah that was every, everything about that was ridiculous i mean i had <laughs> My my first reaction to the RV, them, them revealing the RV, was I was like, this this is just a stock model of this RV. Like it's not camouflage. It's not you know obviously it's supposed to be like urban assault, so it's supposed to blend in with all right. the other normal looking RVs. So from the outside, it looks completely normal. It's still got curtains in the windows, <laughs> and like like RVs used to have. We my parents had a had a conversion van when I was a kid, and it had curtains <laughs> right. in the windows um so good so good and then and then they get inside and there's like you know a bunch of star trek looking original series star trek looking panels with buttons and switches <laughs> and all this stuff like a james bond car and he's reading and an instruction manual just... he's reading the instruction manual and then they go into the you know they go into the base and the, the spoilers but um <laughs> th- they like pull up these shutters that are clearly yeah. just like aluminum <laughs> right. uh, over <laughs> the windows they they drop these big panels down over the wheels so the tires can't get shot out and the right. and the um the soviet troops are like shooting at them i think at some point there are tanks and nothing <laughs> even scratches this rv it's so right. ridiculous it's so um, great oh my but, god but but it's hilarious you're like you're just laughing at the absurdity of this situation yeah.
1: i mean th- that's the thing is that it you you think for just a moment they're kind of taking it seriously? I mean, just for a hesitant moment, because they show it yeah, like it's a like tank. This, this is, is a tank. It's, it's an, a
0: tank. You it's know. an act of war. Like they, you know, they invaded. They sent arm. They sent you know, U.S. Army troops got captured. You know, behind enemy lines in a right. Soviet country, and they're like, oh, it's this code that means the the DoD, the Department of Defense, is is going to deny. Oh, any knowledge like they're as good as dead and you're they're like oh dead. man this right. is a well this is well, a behind enemy the, lines the thing, kind of story
1: the whole thing actually which may, it just sets the tone for the whole sequence is that they're sitting in there on guard duty to this thing and he's like oh we should go get the girl he's like john no no he was like yes no he was like uh mm-hmm. you
0: you can drive okay
1: <laughs> and then they just decide <laughs> to commit treason and they just steal, steal
0: this they steal this military <laughs> asset and drive from Italy to Germany to Germany, to, uh,
1: and then and then they pick up and their, then they their girlfriends drive it to to Czechoslovakia. And I'm thinking, you know, if they show up, the thing that would naturally happen is that, like, look, you did, and you're delivering this to the enemy. This is what you're. This is what you're right. Right. Not that you're heroes or anything. Like, yay, hey, it's John. You know, <laughs> jeez Louise, people, it's ridiculous. Uh, but 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 you you know because that the way that happens so quickly and they're like oh yeah sure it's no big deal that that's the tone it's like you know what the whole every scene here is going to be like okay sure we're just going to blow up the (laughs) we're going to blow up the guard the checkpoint like four times and it's going to be hilarious you know
0: yeah i mean they set the tone early in the movie right when uh when bill murray is driving a cab and he's just (laughs) messing around he's like He's like, oh, I don't know if I want to – like, he's turning around, talking to the passenger. He's swerving all over the road, like, cutting people off <laughs> right. in the middle of New York City. And you're like, oh, okay, this is not a serious movie. Yeah, there, just there, in there's, case, no,
1: there's nothing serious about – Just know, in and, case
0: you thought this was going to be the rare Bill Murray serious movie, you were well,
1: wrong. I really I really wish that I could – I would love – we, we don't have them – Back then, but like we have now, where you can see they have, like, documentaries of the show, and they're filming while they're doing it. But, like, man, to watch... Oh, right. how they, How the heck do they film a Bill Murray movie? I'm, I'm thinking, in particular, there's a scene where he's... Uh, they're getting with the MPs, which is kind of a hilarious scene anyway. The MPs rescue right. them so they can go have sex. Um, in the general's house. In the general's house. So, they, uh, just uh, absurd. So, they, they go, and they split off, and all of a sudden... How do you direct this? How is this directed scripted or whatever? It's like, okay, Bill, you and Jill are gonna go to the kitchen and go. There's no script here. just go you know oh I see, I and, see. and 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 I thought like, I
0: thought you were gonna say the scene with the box.
1: oh no it's just that's just bad, but, they just but, climb out of this box and you're like what what <laughs> I just don't that's what I'm saying is that he I don't know if there's collaboration with the director or what's happening here, but it's just yeah, like like Bill, is it
0: is it just is it just free form ad libbing robin williams kind of thing or it's is it it got to be or like, or did somebody write all of the random stuff that he I mean, says
1: it's got to be cuz like he picks up a spatula and like he sets her on the oven and then he starts like <laughs> using the spatula underneath her and she's giggling and then they're just i'm like this is completely just bill murray you
0: know yeah, it just, but, but it, it goes on for nonsense. like
1: 10 to 15 minutes there's no way this is written in a script you know no. <laughs> it's just so so great so great anyway that's 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 stripes um th- th- we don't need to rank this one it's just it's hilarious if you haven't it's, seen it yeah it,
0: it, it's great it's yeah it
1: it's you know we we go back and see some of these nostalgic shows and we watched highlander and they're like okay it's you know, it's not so great this one yeah it could be old it's got some things that are dated in the era that it's in but it's just funny it's just fun and it does hold up
0: yeah i mean you have to you have to kind of have a sense of what you're getting into but if you you know i don't i don't i've not seen enough bill murray movies to say whether this is a good entry point if you somehow have not seen i mean i haven't seen that many bill murray movies so i can't cast too much shade on people who haven't seen very much bill murray but um this is he's this is very a,
1: much what I think. This movie is what people think of Bill Murray as when they say, "What's a yeah. Bill Murray movie?" Some would say Caddyshack. I honestly got to think this is this is a good entry. This is, makes you he's because he's he's a leading man, which is the funniest thing that he's a leading man. But he's lovable and uh, cuddly and mm-hmm. but he's still the lead, right? He's not yeah. dumb, but he's not smart, but. He's Bill Murray, so yeah. In every right. one of his and, other movies, he's like that.
0: And and John Candy is thrown in there as like, like a. I don't he's even not he... even he's not even a supporting actor. Like he's just an extra in this. That's uh, right. In this story, got, right? The, the, you know, the,
1: he's got the, so uh,
0: he's got so much presence that he's you know one of the more recognizable of the of of the other cast of this movie. But
1: wait, uh, which makes it it's funny. I I want to comment on that leading man part thing. Bill Murray is the leading man in almost every movie that he's in at least back in the 80s maybe 90s he's and he's seen as like i don't want to say sex symbol but he's like a he's he gets the girl they're all after him they like him i'm like he's not an attractive guy like no
0: he's just he's funny and he's charismatic and and he's confident you know he's selfish
1: right and and everyone in every movie all the other people in the entire cast and every movie he's in are less than him you know what i mean (laughs) like they're they're just they're dumber or they're not as cool they're not as charismatic or they're just not i mean
0: everybody else in this movie like his friend has some funny lines um the captain has some good stuff the drill sergeant is okay the i mean the girls are basically props Right, right. That's it's a a movie made in eighty one. It's late seventies. It's you know uh, sexism and so forth. But um, so
1: yeah, and they're all like less than what Bill Murray is. So he is of the group, the attractive guy that you can get, (laughs) and and the most charismatic guy and the most confident guy, and yeah. So anyway, Bill Murray, Stripes, it's on Netflix. Watch it.
0: Yeah, it's good stuff um i think for our next challenge our next week's challenge or our next yeah it's your turn three days challenge because it's already friday uh hopefully we'll be back on our normal schedule next week um just really quickly kind of obvious uh choice i opened up netflix to pick because i don't i don't have any old classics in mind that i'm like oh i don't know if mike's seen this and he should whatever but i opened up netflix and it's a brand new show just out it's um uh disenchanted uh matt Groening's new project it's oh you're, you're going brand new F- fantasy simpsons right. from the looks of it or that, that, slash slash futurama
1: right that's not uh, uh that's not episodic either is it that's that's actually like a story
0: yeah i think it's like a like a limited series or something like that it's it's tv show format it's not a movie but um they're like half hour episodes so right, right. um what do you think like two three episodes of that
1: oh yeah sure i mean, especially I don't know if it's, like, if it's like a simpsons a futurama thing i'd probably just it'll be through it'll
0: it. just be like what well, put on another one there are like 10 episodes i think so right we'll just watch like the that, first I'll, couple I'll and them.
1: it's pretty pretty fun
0: should at, at some point like sunday afternoon let me know how, how far you got into it and we'll try to, <laughs> right. try so, to be on the same page so we're not because that's always awkward when like i watched more episodes of something than you did or vice versa it's kind of right, it difficult right. to talk like, about
1: you, it, No, so. you didn't watch all of it and like no i watched half an episode and gave up <laughs>
0: <laughs> i was but, i sat and gave it my full attention so i turned it off after one episode i didn't like put it on <laughs> while i was folding laundry and <laughs> right. and, and paying my yeah. bills and and you know chew through seven episodes
1: Right, right. Which, which some of these shows like this one feels like it might be able to, to do that one's. Well, yeah, got, I'm, that's
0: that's my that's my expectation as well. Yeah, we
1: we we'll do that one. And I, I man, it's funny. We're I'm kind of feeling a little little jipped here because my next two challenges is going to be like three weeks is going to be I, now. I've got to do Ghostbusters, and then I'm going to mm. have to do uh, was it um, Unbreakable because that's the one with uh, we saw the. the Kimmy class the trailer. Oh, the the other one. Yeah, not Kimmy. So me I think it's Unbreakable. That's what it is. Or uh, Dive. That's something yeah. of it. But yeah, uh, that's. And I know you haven't seen those, and to me, those are ones that are like,
0: oh my god, jaw dropping.
1: Watch, watch those shows. So some
0: something something a little more serious. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll I've I've mentioned a couple times that we're recording on Friday instead of our mm-hmm. normal Monday slot. um yep. That that's happening for two reasons. One, you had an incredibly busy week, and yes. we did uh um Star Trek Adventures on Wednesday. Yep. But Monday night I I played my second session of Gloomhaven.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, you got that in uh, That's
0: that's a yeah. game that uh that we found uh one of our buddies uh Aaron found on um on an online store called Game Nerds with a Z, which is awesome. Yep. But they had it ding and dent for $109, which is fairly significant discount from the store price or even the Amazon or cool stuffing. Price. Right. Did, that, and so I ordered when, that when right got before. And
1: did, did, did it come, like p- package was open? Was everything there? The
0: large gigantic box that this game is, was a little bit like the, the flat surface of the top was a little bit sunken in. Okay. So it was such that like you put, couldn't put it on a shelf in a store. Um, hmm. It wasn't like ripped or anything, but yeah, it was not significant. Like it wasn't missing parts or anything like that. As far as I know, there are so many parts in this game; it could be missing parts, and I wouldn't right, even yeah. know. As long as the stickers um,
1: aren't gone, or some, I guess you can. Say yeah,
0: n- no stickers were. T- it wasn't like a return or anything like right,
1: so, that. So, okay, so for our listeners, before we start on Gloomhaven, what can you can you describe kind of the game? It's a board game, and what it is in general. Just a quick okay. So, thing, if so we know if we're you know
0: about. anything about if you know anything about board games, um, the main board gaming website is Board Game Geek. Dot com this game which kickstarted i think in 2015 maybe early 2016 um has been number one on board game geeks forum whatever ranking system for yeah. i think over a year so it's been like the number one game right and the and the short i mean we talked about this a couple weeks ago because you talked about it but i hadn't played it um the shortest way I can describe this game is a board game version of a video game dungeon crawler. Dungeon okay. crawler video game. Okay. Put those words the other way around. Sure. Um, that, that, that's uh,
1: for the gameplay session. I would say that's true. Yes.
0: Yeah, with a with town and items, you at maybe at some point somehow get items. We have not gotten that far, but you get loot and then you go back to town and sell it. Um, you create a character, your character upgrades over time and levels, um, just like every RPG. Um, yeah. I mean, right. Fully describing this game takes a long time, so that's my right. short. Right. That,
1: that's true. It's got like, there's a lot there's a lot of elements to Gloomhaven. If you haven't played it, definitely like you said go to Board Game Geek and get get some overviews of it. Um, but that that's a that's a good description of how in a nutshell the game itself is the uh one of the biggest things about it for people is that it's very much in the the genre of like um i want to say legacy games or games that that the board changes over time or there are permanent effects that you open packages that surprise this twist happens and you know i don't say the board changes in this game but you know you unlock things. There's a the, the box is humongous and has a whole bunch of sealed packages in it. And if you do certain quests or complete certain things, it you can open a new box and it gives you a boon or a or a, a bane and for the yeah, game. Yeah, and it
0: it takes a while to get to that point. I mean, it's sort of like it's sort of like a board game version of Diablo. Kind of kind of yeah. Where it's, like as as I understand it, you get to a point where you can like donate money to the town or something and stuff upgrade right. so it's kind of like in diablo 3 how you can upgrade the uh blacksmith now yeah. of course in in diablo your progression is always your personal progression right um, that's that's not the case here but then the the missions that you do are i mean they're not random generated i think there's probably a game mode where you can play random generated um but as i understand it the the scenarios in the book and I actually got an app for those scenarios because somebody made an app that covers up all the stuff that you you don't see when you're playing it. Like, okay. if you're setting it up, you see the whole map and you see where all the yes. enemies go. Right. If you use this app, it shows you what tile pieces you need. Oh, and that's then, nice. And then, but it only shows you the details of the first room. And then you oh, can tap, nice. on, tap on stuff to toggle that. Uh, occlusion on and I'm gonna off. i don't have to get that out. That, that's cool. Um, which is kind of cool because our first session we played using the book and I was like, okay, well, let me pretend that I don't know that there are going to be two archers right in front of this door when right. we open it because I have the book in front of me. Right. Um, right. Yeah. But, or, you know, as, where the treasure chest is, right? Exactly. But as I understand it, um, you can play and we're going to Andrew and I maybe, maybe try this tomorrow. Um, if you're playing campaign mode you're not allowed to do any of the scenarios more than once. Even if you start a new party in the same, you know, in the same copy of the game in campaign mode, you just start somewhere else that's available.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about, like, starting mid-game, but sure, I, I know that you're not supposed to go back and redo things once you've done them. I mean, the... Right. You know, you know what I just thought of as you were describing that is that I've found a better way to just... Dis- describe this game. This is D and D fourth edition without role playing. Like it's miniatures mm. on a board with a map. And it's not the rules aren't the same and it's not the gameplay is not the same. But the fact that it's a right. it's a miniatures game with board game and then instead of having like creative role playing type stuff, you just have kind of here's your choice. I'm gonna read the text. You pick A and B and that's the that's the the answer, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. so it's like pe- for people who don't want to come up with creative stuff, but they love mechanics of, of role playing games. Here's all of that. You get leveling up, you get gold, you get items, you get cool stuff, but you don't have to role play.
0: I watched no. the um, the shut up and sit down review for this game, yeah. and I also watched both of the, uh, uh the company I believe is called Cephalaffair. Okay. Um, they made two videos as like a rules how to play thing. Okay. And I watched I watched those before I even opened the box and that got me kind of pumped up to play it because everything I looked at I was like, "Oh wow, that's like the the enemy cards with that like you rotate based on your difficulty." Okay. Um yeah. I was like I was like, "Man, that's a lot of information on that one card. How the heck do you keep that straight?" And then they, he shows them like putting that in the little sleeve that covers everything else up and also has little wedges for that represent each of the physical units on the board and i 'm like wow that's that's really clever it's like they took a lot of the best mechanics from a bunch of other games because there's nothing like that 's why you know we've taken turns like coming up with a with an analogy to to compare this game to like there's nothing. There's nothing like this. It, yeah. There, I mean, it, it, it has elements a lot of, of other things. You know, there are there are dungeon crawler sort of games like um, the D&D ones. What am I thinking? Like House, uh, not House, Castle Ravenloft. Oh, yeah. Right, um, yeah,
1: and It's got some things like that. We put tiles down. And- Zombie
0: sides, stuff like that with tiles and rooms and, and minis and that stuff. But those don't have the, like, the combat system with the deck. Like, we opened up the game and... The deck is like, it reminds me of a game called Fortune and Glory, which is um, sort of a a simplified version of Star Wars X-Wing. Or, I mean, it's older. It predates Star Wars X-Wing. But it's a tabletop miniatures sort of game without a bunch of, I guess it technically does have a ruler just to determine arcs and line of sight. But... um, your your damage is done with a deck, just like in Gloomhaven, where you draw a card from a deck, and it might be a plus one, it might be a zero, it might be an X, so you miss, right? Right, uh, right. And I saw that in the video, and I was like, oh man, that's great. And we opened the game, and we're setting it up. Andrew was like, um, why why don't you just use dice? And I said, well, you can't uh, you can't change dice. Like as our characters level up, we can. You know replace some of these bad cards with better ones, just like a deck building game well there there's also like when you hit the real
1: bad one, it gets shuffled or right. so and, and, or, right. or or you get a one there's limited things that so you can only get
0: bad ones so yeah, many times, it's you know? it's a it's a randomization model that you have much more control over yes which right. which is is cool like um so much about this game is cool, but the thing that um the guy. I forget his name from Shut Up and Sit Down. His one like caveat at the very end of it, because he spends like 20 minutes just gushing over how great this game is. Right. He's like, he's like, this, this, you know, ticks all the boxes for me. He said, right. but, however, it's a lot of what he calls admin, and I'm sure that's yeah. not his own term. It's I, I know like, what he's talking about though. For you sure. do a lot of management you're like what am i where do i check which deck do i pull what happens when this thing and then we do this and we put this here and then can i do this and you do these in this order like there's a lot of that kind of like um you know in the in the sense that video games are rpgs tabletop rpgs with a computer doing all the math so you can right. do much more complicated and advanced things um this is a video game where you have to do the math yourself. And it there's is. there's not that much math. Like ma- I'm just using math as a meta term for like you have to do all the bookkeeping and the the accounting yourself.
1: You know, this this is a really good thing to to kind of segue in not I don't want to segue out of this cuz I want to stay in Gloomhaven, but to to bring up a topic we, you and I have talked about in the last week when we I started playing the and we talked about last week on the show was the um legendary DXP type thing is okay. that this this feels like oh man you see this and oh when this becomes a, an app this is going to be amazing because I don't have to do all the stuff but I have a feeling when it becomes an app it won't be as exciting or if it becomes no an app. yeah
0: I mean it's I would just play Diablo if I were gonna
1: exactly or, or you know yeah. it's just that's not it's not that great it's you're just playing a little puzzle game with your all it would be is that you'd see the rooms you'd move a, the pieces on the board and you have your twelve cards that you're playing. That's yeah, it. it's sort that's of the so fun. it's sort
0: of a sense of like if you're doing something with a computer you can do you can have the computer do all the math and so you yeah. can do more complicated stuff like if you're playing and this is, I'm just to take it beyond math like if you're playing Hearthstone you can have a card you play that's like um the mage card mirror images it's a card you play it costs 2 mana it puts 2 Units on your board on your side that are whatever they're like zero attack, two defense. That's there's more details than you need, but it puts two units on your board, neither of which are the card that you played, right? Do you, yeah, you, you track tracking with me on that? Yes, and so right. when when we were at Gen Con and Andrew and I went to uh the Blizzard booth, he was like, Oh, it would be cool if they had Hearthstone like actual cards. And I said, you can't play Hearthstone actual cards. He's like, really? Like, yeah. No, because they're like, there's a, you play Leroy Jenkins. And he spawns a whelp for your opponent for every one of your minions. Like, he's right. his, himself, his own card. But then he might spawn like five or six whelps. So what are you, are you going to have just sideboards of like mirror images units and the whelps and, and all that stuff? Like, it just becomes insanely unwieldy. Well, with physical cards. Just
1: to quickly to, to address that, you know, magic does that stuff. Like they have tokens and they have cards that spawn other things, and you're supposed to you are actually supposed to have sideboards of well, sure. a stack and, of ten wolves but, and but
0: like every time you crazy. do that every time you do that with physical cards, it becomes more and more difficult and complex. Yeah, it's
1: it's not it's not so great. I mean
0: Um I mean there are cards there are cards that let you play a random mage card. Right? So unless you right especially in a loot bo- a, a booster pack type card game like that doesn't work you'd like you would have to have every card and then just have them hanging out nearby and then one does a thing you would have to have all these physical resources to make that work right and so a board game a board game rpg or a tabletop rpg the the math and the and the bookkeeping of it has to be simple compared to what a computer can do right yes like a computer can do the calculations and criticals and percentages and all that because it's a computer right like that's what it was designed to do back when we were sending rockets into space or decrypting german codes like a computer is designed to do a bunch of math really fast um from the beginning like that's what computer means um and so so yeah, to try and take to try and convert one to the other, a video game to a board game, or vice versa. Um the board games by necessity have rules and mechanics that humans can calculate in a reasonable amount of time. And, right. And, and it's, ran- it's kind of random part systems of the, part that of can be done with physical objects. Um huh. and computers are not bound by any of those constraints. And so they can do you know, completely different, more, not even, not even more advanced or more, but it's just, it's just different. Like, because you don't have to do all of that math and bookkeeping.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, but it's almost part of the fun. I mean, not that it's real fun, but (laughs) I I know that, that sometimes it is, I mean, it's kind of the, the experience is an important thing that now I'm as I'm fortunate enough to play these board games with friends and stuff and then have the experience of playing them digitally. I gotta say, the experience of playing a board game cannot be. It's just like the difference between going to watching a movie in the theater and watching a movie at home. It's it's the same movie, but the, your experience is completely yeah, different. Yeah, there's there's and, something and about I,
0: the experience that cannot really be quantified.
1: Yeah, and, and for example, you talked about the card. We talked about these cards. You, you flip over and it's like, I attack. Okay, fine. You know, you do two damage. <laughs> that's what it says flat out. But you have to roll, pull from a deck and see if it's a plus one, minus one, or a zero, right? Or whatever it might be. And you pull it out and it's like, oh, I got a minus two. Darn it, right? You know, we pull it over and like, oh, plus one extra. Okay, now he's dead. But in, that was on the game. It would be like, I attack. Boom. It just would calculate it and it would either do damage or not you know what i mean like that that's not fun it doesn't have that little reveal of flipping it over and seeing it and going ah you know what i mean or or yeah. knowing that the stack is pretty tall so your plus 2 is coming up sometime you know uh that that's just something that you can't so anyway going back to to gloomhaven itself um we we've mentioned before that my group has been playing this for a
0: while i'd say so four, let's um, four or six weeks. i think I think most of our listeners have played this game, but yeah. um, I do want to not not too long. We're about halfway into the show here, but I do want to talk some details. This is a game that is it's sort of campaign. People talk a lot about spoilers, so oh, sure. Sure, um, sure. if you have never played this and are planning on playing it and don't want to be spoiled on any details about anything, because there is a decent amount of like mystery at the beginning of the game. Um, you can go ahead and, and, and skip over the rest of what we're going to talk about. Right. So we opened, uh, my group, my brother Andrew and um, our sister Sarah opened this game um, last weekend. Saturday, I think. Maybe Sunday. I don't remember anymore.
1: Um, I, I can't imagine you, of all people, having this game and not having the Broken Token Stuff because <laughs> w- the what what you do with sleeves and what the organization you've done with the Lord of the Rings stuff this this box has nothing for organization hardly at oh, all oh no
0: it's it's a it's a hellscape of it of, is just of, this of would be chaos. a nightmare for you I can't um, imagine I I said this I said this I think last week but I bought uh broken token inserts for Legendary and yeah. Lord of the Rings LCG and assembled both of those I got the hard sell on broken tokens insert for uh, Gloomhaven at Gen Con, but it was 80 bucks. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I paid 109 for this game. Now, granted, I, I mean, I think both of...
2: Hmm,
0: I think the ones... I spent about 50 maybe 55 at at the Broken Token booth, um, and I got those two inserts plus the, like, what they call the bit box for, um, okay. for LTR, LCG. I think I... I think I talked about this last week because I remember putting yeah, yeah. pictures on, on Imgur. But, um, so those two totaled are still less than the, than the retail price of, um, of those two games, but yeah, I, they're close. It just doesn't feel like it as much because like, Oh, I paid 33 for the game and I paid 25 for the insert. Like both yeah, of those just, numbers I are relatively low.
1: I just don't know how. I, I mean, I, I've mentioned this a couple of times to different places here and there. That it feels so conspicuously like, oh, a lot of people are going to spend a lot of money on this game. It's a, a hundred plus dollars. Therefore, we can we can charge more for our stuff because it's a as a peripheral. You want I, more stickers? We're we'll charged forty bucks
0: as opposed to if it was a forty dollars game, they'd charge five bucks. Yeah, I see what you're trying to say. I mean, I think there's a there. Yes, there's an element of like percentage of game the game retail price to the broken token insert price is sort of the same it or not the same but it's close um i don't i don't think it's gratuitous right i don't think they're they're artificially inflating the price because i looked at the components like the the inserts for these card games are just a couple of uh i'm gonna say sheets but a couple of pieces of birch laser cut you punch them out, you put them together, and they're just big dividers with small dividers that go in between.
1: But but um, l- let me put it this way: It's move-in week here at Indiana University Bloomington, okay. and you can go to Target and buy an entire bookshelf for eighty bucks made out of particle board, like a, a six-foot tall bookshelf. So Broken Token is yeah. going to charge eighty bucks for these itty-bitty fiddly bits that go into a thing, <laughs> and 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 say that that's that's you know you it cost us eighty doll eighty dollars well for box parts
0: i mean it is real wood so okay just let, sure let's, let's get that out of the way let's, let's but
1: make it pine and cherry wood i, d- I sure. don't know if i don't
0: maybe maybe it wasn't you standing next to me when i looked at it at the booth No, um, i was there with you i remember i was there that lady the older lady selling it to you yeah so it's like uh, so first of all this this game gloomhaven just in terms of box volume is at least five to six times larger than a card game and it's the huge. Con- And the contents of the box are not cards. They're books, there are minis, there are little boxes, there are a million little bits and and stand ups and and all of that stuff. And and decks of card, like a ton of different decks, little size you know, tiny cards and normal cards and all this stuff. And the the broken token insert system has like trays that hold different things they have little cardboard tuck boxes for all of the different um enemy uh monster they call them monsters even though some of them are just dudes i don't know why they yeah you know nomenclature but um little boxes for all those decks and i don't i don't doubt that the value in terms of organizing this box is worth that price relative to um these other inserts that i got because it's good material it's not foam core that's going to like dent or what i mean it's wood so it's still it's not impervious but you know it's stronger than than foam or cardboard or anything i just i just i I mean after after i've been looking for solutions for a long time for
1: storing things miniatures and for card games things like that and and broken token is definitely answering a problem that is What you're supposed to do when you start a business is find the problem and get an answer for that. And mm-hmm. they're doing that. They absolutely are. I don't fault them for that. I don't fault them for charging $80 because they can actually get it. That's good on them. I'm for that. What I think is I need to make a damn company that can make <laughs> a, an affordable price because this cannot be that complicated of a thing that, that the normal person I just mean, wants a simple, I, even if it's plastic,
0: I do care. I looked around and, and nobody, nobody doing, and of course, this is a new game so there's mm-hmm. that but like nobody was doing anything significantly cheaper like maybe no, somebody they're not. They're not. Had, somebody had something some system for like 50 or 60 but it had yeah. like three stars on Amazon.
1: yeah no no, nobody does and that's why they can charge 80 bucks and good on it's them not like are a, the best, but. it's not like a
0: it's not like a geek chic situation where like okay it yes this, like this is a really nice table but it's made out of real mahogany like See that's what the, it feels like. It I could do like the same table thing. made out of oak, and it would be a third of this price.
1: That that see that's exactly what it feels like. It's like if you
0: did this with plastic pieces, you could do it I'll, way cheaper. I'll tell or, you what I what I wish on the on the topic of, I mean, there are so many not so many, but there are several problems with with game and game box design. Um, yes, the frequent one to me is that everything is a different size, like. Yes, right. oh, Use yes. some sta- like there are really like three standard sizes, but like you got big box. Some are larger, some are smaller, some are a deck, some are two decks. Uh, right. My my frequent uh, complaint with with board game boxes is Kickstarter campaigns that add a bunch of stretch goals that don't fit in the box. Sure. Like you have not, actually, like yes, you have technically given the backers something extra. But the that extra comes with a with this massive cost of like now I have two boxes to keep track of or I have to find or create some custom box solution like that's not really a gift. It's like a gift with a string attached. Yeah, right. Um so whatever there's th- that little that little rant about that right um, we, we
1: kind of went we kind of we kind of got off there with with the the broken token pieces but it does I, we should step way back to where i got you <laughs> derailed on on this okay I totally you, derailed you you, with that you don't want
0: you don't want to hear the rest of my rant about boxes and
1: uh well and games. i mean i think we both agree i mean both agree that there's probably there, there needs to be a better path here and, and i felt like yeah. i also feel that i got you on a I totally took I, you down. The I, wrong I do path. have, I do have,
0: because I have a I have a tendency to be real negative about stuff. I do have one positive uh, uh, sort of comment on that on that whole thing. And stop me if I talked about this last week. I forget what we talk about on on air and off. But um, I bought the quote unquote small, well not small. It's a big expansion for Legendary, and Legendary is made by Upper Deck. A company yeah. that makes cards, right? They make oh yeah, you did mention this. It's
1: about like that Upper Deck. Ma- you said that somebody needs to get advice from Upper Deck,
0: right? The the yeah. the box for Legendary Civil War is like a shoebox size, holds two rows of cards. I think they're vertical. They might be horizontal. Whatever. Like yeah. there's a divider in the middle, foam blocks, and it holds cards in two rows. It's perfect box for cards um almost with the exception of the core set box for the lotr lcg and nothing against fantasy flight like they make really nice games the cards are all really high quality amazing artwork all of that except for the box design um like all of the expansion boxes for lord i'm pointing at them as if you can see me but um, (laughs) they're like square they're like 10 inch square and like an inch and a half deep nothing even remotely close to how cards are shaped or fit in (laughs) boxes like the these expansion boxes are useless and i'm like can and, and then nobody not even fantasy flight sells a box that's like an upper deck two row or bcw makes boxes like this like a shoe box two row card box like if 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 fantasy flight sold boxes like that i would buy them because that's all yes. I want. I just want a box with some nice Lord of the Rings art on it. I can put the cards in. Anyway, you know, you know what? Somebody
1: out there right now is screaming at their at their in their headsets about wanting me to say what I'm getting ready to say: Mechs versus Minions. That game is phenomenal. It's a phenomenal game, but it also oh my God, it, is, it all fits into the box. It comes with like a hundred thousand little pieces. you know, and everything fits perfectly in their
0: in their spots. That game that game was on my list of things to find discounted, and I forgot all about it when we were at Gen Con and I forgot all about it. Oh man, that's
1: we, we the reason we don't talk about it anymore is because we beat Not that it. that I needed it and anything else it.
0: to spend money on
2: at that right, right. weekend. Right.
1: But, but but next time next time you're in town, uh, bring that at, at in Trotsky's house. Uh, open, have him open, open up that box. I'm sure he's still got oh, it. I don't know I've if you've seen ever it. I've seen it. Seen I
0: played it. it with you guys one of the times Okay, I was good. Down there. It's so great. You know that it like That's it's why it was on my list to, to buy. Right. It's it's
1: just as easy to pull out the pieces and identify them and as it is to put them back up and and it fits all perfectly right back in its spot. And that box design and packaging was, that person needs an Academy Award. And they need to do that. And that's what they needed to do with Gloomhaven. Like, Gloomhaven has a billion pieces, and it just needs to, and it's got a huge box that it can do that with. Um,
0: Yeah, it's like, some of it is organized. So, just to answer your question from half an hour ago, um, (laughs) I I went on Amazon a couple days ago just because... I've been using the little plastic three section divider that came with my copy it's, it's some somebody else's aftermarket solution to the Lord of the Rings game and since I have the broken token bit box, I don't need it anymore and so i'm I've been using that as like okay, the money tokens and these and these go in this, the monsters and the damage tokens go here, and the traps and stuff go and the doors and stuff go here it's it's not ideal so I went on Amazon looking for uh tiny little Ziploc bags like a lot of yeah. games come with to like put you know like uh Settlers of Catan or um or Carcassonne you put all the meeples and the 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 cities and roads and stuff in. I'm like just as a you know temporary maybe temporary maybe just short term like sanity of keeping all the all these pieces together, I went on Amazon and got a pack of 600 assorted size Ziploc bags. And oh yeah, those came I today. I haven't opened them up yet, but it was like 10 bucks for 600 of these little bags. And I'm like, even if it doesn't perfectly solve the problem of, of, of Gloomhaven organization, or at least separation, um I'll be able to use them with other games and they'll, they'll just be in my, my tote of board games for whatever games come with like a board of of punch out chits and no bag to put them in (laughs) right kind of kind of situation so i wanted to yeah that's my that's my short-term plan for gloomhaven organization (laughs) um so you guys have played i don't i probably don't want you to spoil anything for me but you guys are playing in a full four-man group
1: we are there is our friends of the show um Chris, Captain Chris, and uh, Pat, and somebody's one of our friends who's not been on, San, are playing. Mm-hmm. And we're playing the classes that we're playing are I'm playing the Tinker, I think is what it's called. Uh, Zan is playing the uh, Mind thing Mind. The Little or Rat. Caster or little Rat. Mind and Thief. Pat is playing the Spellweaver. And uh, uh, Captain Chris is the, like, it looks like a big Warforged Golem type. Thing. The, Crag-heart? the Cragheart, the Cragheart, yeah, okay. um, and those are the classes that we're doing, and we're we're doing pretty good so far. We're, we, it's, we've got.
0: It's amusing to me work. that uh, that you and I picked the same class.
1: Oh, is that right? Why did you pick the that class? That tinkerer I picked class?
0: the Tinkerer as well. I, I, I like,
1: didn't. Con- did you did you consciously pick it, or did you just pick it? Like like you looked, you read all the stuff, you saw the thing, and knew what so it was. And then in the came?
0: in the rule book they show like a like a sample table setup and so there are four of the classes there and i think of the four available like i was kind of looking at caster um but sarah pulled the spellweaver. um andrew pulled the scoundrel and so i was like well i don't if we have a mage i don't necessarily want and i didn't see anything that looked like a ranger i was like "A, a tinkerer might be a good like kind of debug you know i thought about it a little yeah. bit but not too much like if i had thought a lot about our party makeup i would have picked something that could tank yeah right? Sure. um right the tinkerer not whatever this will maybe be spoilers but well the, w- we've already done the spoiler warning so from we'll... the from the classes that i've seen which are just those three and i have a vague idea of um the Cragheart. the the tinkerer is kind of the healer He
1: is, he's, he's either, I think a lot of these classes, I think they're all different, but I, I get the gist of that. There's some, they're two different, a blend of two different things. And then as you level them up or get, continue on and you put cards in and out of your deck you can make them spec them quote unquote i'm doing air quotes you can spec them into being more one thing than the other so you can well spec him healer or spec him i see or
0: later on you can spec him to be aoe kind of and they damage. and they seem to have put a lot of energy into um keeping these characters out of the major archetypes right they do there's they no do. there's no mage there's no rogue there's no, no. Um, no. fighter, uh, any so, of those sort our, of. Our buddy
1: Pete was watching the game last week, and he, because they're going to, crazy enough, we're going to be playing two copies of Gloom, <laughs> two groups of Gloomhaven <laughs> at one time, which is crazy. Uh, but they were considering last week what they were going to pick, and he's asking questions. So he looks up, and he gets to the items part, and he's like, so you got this sword, right? And and Chris is like, yeah. He's like, so how do you know that you your class can equip it and not these other guys? Who gets it? What if you get one that's not for your class? And we're like, no, no, no. Uh, Zahn had said, they're all kind of just what you said. They're kind of not classical things. So everyone can have a giant sword, or everyone could have a gun, or everyone could have armor because they're not wizard fighter cleric.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you run down so there are different like uh so we're playing we're playing scoundrel tinker spellweaver. Um and your your abilities are based on this deck, which is also sort of your HP, though you do have HP that's separate from that. It's your timer. Um yeah. it's sort of like mana um or energy depending on what game you're playing and what word they use for that. Um the the tinkerer gets 12 cards, the scoundrel gets 9, and the uh spellweaver gets 8. but the spellweaver has a card that lets her pick up all of her lost cards once. that card cannot be picked up. um and it's a once is that a once per scenario game card? i think it is. Uh, yes,
1: it's it's a once per scenario card. And, per se- and also note your character, once you get to the next level, can get a card, which I get, that allows one character, you burn it, you lose it. Mm. And it allows another character to pick up a card from their lost pile. Right. So you use, I used that on Pat, which is a Spellweaver, you
0: use that on Sarah, and she would pick up that card again. And then she could do it again. So it's sort of balanced yeah. in the sense that, like... The Spellweaver has the fewest cards of the three of us, but she can pick all of her lost cards up, which neither of the other of us can't do. But for the Tinkerer, my cards are like... um, I have several ranged AoEs, um, a couple of straight ranged damage, one of which has a debuff that adds plus one to any any damage done by other sources, other players. Um, I have a summon that's a little pet that can... Which Whatever, is right. just tank stuff for you, basically. Uh, you know, distract. Um, That's what he is. Yep. I have a trap that I can set, and yeah. I have. I mean, those those are the main. Th- oh, and a and a bunch of heels, like ranged heals, heels, or There are buffs if the allies are standing next to me if they're adjacent. And so it's Which like hard it's like, that. well, what is that? It's a obviously, it's the like big archetype is an engineer kind of class, but and and pet sort of goes with that range damage okay. sort of goes with that traps sort of go with that but pets and traps are more of a ranger thing um right. heals and debuffs are more of a priest or not priest, a cleric or some kind of like I don't know mesmer or whatever you call yeah, it in a sure, different sure. like it doesn't it doesn't cleanly fit into any of those boxes. It, it doesn't. And, and
1: now the reason we, our people, our group of friends, call that tinkerer the healer is because everyone has some kind of healing, but that class has like the most by far. You know, heal three, heal four, heal yeah, three, the, heal the four. Yeah, the vanilla
0: your the vanilla ability deck has like four or five heals in it.
1: Yeah, and then and then it's it's big uber abilities when you burn the cards are like a heal heal five you know and and it's one aura or whatever it's buff that it puts on itself is an enhanced heal where you can heal more so yes it does have things that you can do which is nice that it you're not just healing but you it's clearly that's the only class that can do that now i don't know there is like 12 other
0: boxes we haven't opened so maybe there's something that swings more
1: that way but
0: so we played um, that first scenario and we passed that and we got into the second one do you guys have any um any rules you were doing wrong in your first session
1: no we got everything right (laughs) uh don't give me that right that that you know i i want to say that there's not been anything that we've done terribly wrong because nothing right now stands that stands out it was like oh we we
0: screwed the whole game so you, up so you don't remember you've played enough times since then that you
1: yeah and, and but honestly if we did we've been playing it right since the second time so right i mean if if we messed up we might have messed up in that first one but it, it was never egregious enough where we were like oh man we screwed we cheated hard you know uh which so, we, we've done other games
0: before yeah you how about you so i mean i, I guess there were enough of you like in in my group i was the only one who did any kind of reading or research before where probably right. i'm sure trotsky did and probably pat did as well in in your group um uh
1: they they hadn't actually i think trotsky's not read anything and oh. pat just watched the video yeah so i think like, i'm the only one that's actually but like enough read people the
0: that that watched the video and paid attention to all the things i mean we were in our yeah. second play and andrew had either forgotten or not noticed not noticed some um, some mechanic I don't remember what it was but it was something he thought he could do that he couldn't and I was like no you have to be in range you have to do this and that's a lot of that kind of happens in this game especially in the beginning like you you pick your actions blindly you know just like uh, Sushi Go or robo rally or a bunch of those games and then you turn them over and everybody has an initiative um right. based on which cards they picked and that i think robo rally does that too oh, robo rally terrible though I all mean, <laughs> right the, the, there's so there's another game like that where like the cards that you play have an initiative and that determines your play order i can't think right. of them right off the top of my head i'm sure trotsky and pete are yelling at their ipod right now their but but it,
1: but, it, but it's not it's not as wide as as say like Robo Rally is. I mean you like the Tinkerer. You know he's going to go generally. He's going to go second to last or last. All of his initiative cards are mm-hmm. the fastest is seventeen, and the slowest of the spell weavers
0: is like twenty four. R- so <laughs> right, and the the scoundrel is the same way. Like the scoundrel has a bunch of sub ten stuff. So like he's going to jump in there. He's going to finish the thing off. He's going to use his AOE loot. And now there's nothing like, like if you played and, and that's the sort of, it's it's so funny watching the video. Like everything that I saw in the mechanics that I was like, I don't know. I'm not, not, I don't know that I like that. Like they almost all of that stuff, like they thought of and they fixed. Like if I play my big, like range three hits, three dudes gives me six uh, experience. Yeah. And then I lose it card. And then by the time it gets to my initiative, the things I was going to attack are dead or they're all spread out. I can just go, okay, well, like maybe I can use the bottom half of that card. Or or I can just say, I can say, oh, I'm going to use it to attack, but there's nothing adjacent to me, so it just gets discarded. Like it sucks, but the card's not lost. Like I still have the opportunity to rest and get it back and and do it again. So um, our first game... We didn't pull personal quests. Uh, we pulled oh, okay. we pulled battle objectives, um, which is, I mean, all of that is so cool. Like, the battle objective gives you our second game. I had the one where I was supposed to get seven or fewer XP. And it, oh, okay. it like, Andrew pulled it our first game. It's so stressful. I'm like, oh, well, I can, I can go for that chest. I can use my big six, six movement card, yep. but that's going to give me two XP, and I'll go over the thing, and I'll fail my, my battle goal. Right. Um, yeah, the person, the, the, the personal quests the are, are, are long term. Like they seem to me like something that'll take at least half a dozen sessions before you even get close to completing those. Oh, at S- least. So I'm like, it note, doesn't.
1: Note on those: we did just find out, and I'm not sure if you know that th- those, unlike the battle quests, which the battle quests are supposed to be secret, the personal quests are completely okay to be uh, available, seen to everyone. Oh, really? So I did,
0: I did not yes. know that. We and, all, we talked pe- about ours anyway, but
1: oh yeah, um, right. You, that that way. It says on the thing that uh, you can um, you can all talk about like we should go to the woods so that we can help Chris complete his personal quest yeah, 'cause
0: you know. one i one of the ones I saw was like do six you know side quests basically
1: well the the thing that we just got a little nervous at when we were looking at now that last week when we discovered that and we started revealing it is that the the personal quests most of us picked were, like the reward was unlock a box. So we, which was great. It seems like that's what we all wanted to do, but there are duplicates. So it can say like open up the lightning bolt box. And then Chris picks one that says, open up the lightning bolt box. And if one's already done, you do the second one. You just get like 10 gold or 10 experience. Oh, that you, you, that blows. That does blow bad. That's why that's why it's good it's okay to talk about your personal quests and which one you want to pick. That makes that makes sense. That makes sense. Well we're cool. going
0: to um because Sarah left, I took her to the airport Monday. Um she's going back out west to finish the uh Pacific Crest Trail. Yeah. Um Super and, cool by the way. And Super. and so it's just Andrew and I, and so we're gonna be looking at the rules for starting a different party so that our original party can be intact. Whether we I think we might Pick different classes just so that it's the full separation, and we kind of have a sense of the rules. So, sure. Um, the personal quest thing was something that we forgot, and then the big one that I talked to you guys on chat when we when we figured it out um, is we were using the wrong modifier decks for the first like third of our first game.
1: Oh yeah, that's that's a that's a sucky mistake there.
0: Yeah, it's huge because um, there are four default identical modifier decks and they I didn't really make this comparison before when we were playing but it's exactly like a deck builder they're like the same kind of mediocre cards there's a couple of plus there's like one plus 2 a few plus ones a few zeros a few minus ones and that might be it i don't i think there's like one miss like full miss and maybe one crit yeah. a double right. double damage in that whole deck and the the class boxes that you open to to play your class they've got the the character card and the ability cards, and there's a little deck of modifier cards right. and so when we opened these up, I was like, I was like, "Oh, these must be the modifier decks for each of these classes and We were about a third of the way into our first game when Andrew says, "Um." His deck, doesn't, his deck doesn't make any sense because, like, almost all of them, and I think it might have literally been all of them, were rolling. Which means you draw one of them and then you draw another one. Right? You, like, you draw this card oh, yeah. and it's like, okay, the enemy's poisoned. Draw another one. And you're like, yeah. okay, now it's, uh... Wait, were you playing with all of the deck like all of your modifier cards we were playing just the class modifier cards oh you weren't playing with the base we didn't like, even we didn't have the base cards at all so like all of andrew's cards were like draw, he was playing like five every time and it's like do this and then plus one and then plus one and then right. zero and then nothing and, and you know and then and then finally like he was going through his whole modifier deck like almost every time he got into position it made to no sense something. that makes no sense and we right. were like we we're like this isn't right and so um <laughs> well i looked <laughs> i sucks. looked it up and i was like oh these are these are perks upgrades these are like the the overpowered cards that you replace your crappy <laughs> right. normal starter cards with right and so we we swapped those out about a third of the way in and then uh, you know got a right got a little more difficult but we still i mean it's hard to say like this game is it feels easier than the lord of the rings card game um maybe that's just because we played twice and won both <laughs> times but it's still not it's still not easy in the way that like the pathfinder card game was easy yeah no you're you're
1: just you're you're literally dennis coming off of a game that's one of the hardest games that i've played in a long time <laughs> and that's the lord of the rings game it's just that's just a difficult game yeah i um, think
0: i th- and i said this i said this to you in chat like i think playing lord of the rings game has kind of conditioned me to for this for the difficulty right. of gloomhaven a little bit because like right you know we'll do something we'll we'll all pick our moves and you know either either of my my siblings one of them will like jump in finish something off and then loot or they'll like jump in and loot something and it's clearly the same thing that the other one of them was gonna do yeah. but but one had a lower initiative and so they went first and there's like like a moment of of awkward tension where there's like like <laughs> glares and and whatever and i mean some of that is just playing with family but at the same All time writer. i'm like i'm like wow you guys are you guys are so much more in- emotionally invested in the actions of your turn than I am. I'm like <laughs> right, like right. I'm not trying to do something awesome every time. I'm like what can I do? What can I do here that's decent that is whatever and I'm like okay, if the guy's dead then I you know the guy I was going to shoot at is dead, well then I'll right. I'll just do nothing this turn basically. Like I'll now, move too w- closer and get in right. position like I'm for whatever reason am much more chill. But as far as the difficulty just to complete that thought from a couple minutes ago yeah. We've played twice, and both times we've finished the the scenario with one person exhausted. Or it's the game's okay. it's the game's version of dead. You don't really die. You just I don't know pass out, and your buddies drag you out yeah. or something like. You don't yeah, it's die. You're just you're down. You're just done. You can't do anything else. You still loot. You still keep everything you've looted. Um, you still can can achieve your battle goals or whatever.
1: But, but so so far we we felt that same way, and with with however many half a dozen we're in right now, we're, we feel that way. This last it's one, it's always we played been like the just one
0: where we wiped the floor. It's like we yeah, it's like we we didn't fail, but we just barely won. Right. The the second and, one we almost didn't get the chest, and we're like we don't we don't know what's in that chest. Like we got the chest in the first one, and it just unlocked a side quest, and we're like i don't know what if it's just another side quest chest that's not worth like using your last two actions to go get and i'm like well right. it's in the back of this book but we're not supposed to look at it and right. uh and then um my sister got in there and, and grabbed it and i was like i'm glad you did because the only way i could have done it was using my big movement which would have made me fail my battle objective <laughs> right. and okay. it was just like 10 gold we're like oh that's kind of anticlimactic climactic but right
1: you know i'm i'm a little i'm a little gun shy to say that it's so perfect and so and sing its praises just yet because i i cannot tell you how many mmos or video games i've played where the first 10 levels are (laughs) phenomenal they're so well tuned and balanced and tailor-made to everything that you're like this is the game of all games and then you this gloomhaven has 120 scenarios i think something like that it's it's pretty insane and I, if sure, maybe they balanced the first five, but ha, did they do all of them? Is it all, is the mechanic, <laughs> is the game itself balanced or is it just that they just played right, the crap right. out of these two? So I we'll, mean, we'll see.
0: I'm, I'm eagerly waiting, uh, anticipating the opening the box with the new class. I assume you I, guys I, haven't I gotten too. to that point either.
1: Uh, no, we haven't. And, and I, I do want to make one little last little, I don't know, little jab on the game here is that, um. I I think your feeling that you have of like not so invested in your moves is might be your class, the box that you have for your playing because I feel the exact same way. I I look at, I'm actually looking at all three of the other characters play and they like every move they have is pretty cool. They've got some other cards that come out, do cool little things. Mm. One swaps and augment and moves and heals, but can optionally
0: do that. might be a sense of like, like, it might be a sense of, uh, flexibility like yeah the scoundrel seems very much like like a bunch of his stuff he does extra damage if his target is adjacent to one of his allies so it's the classic like rogue archetype where you'd like okay well the fighter has his attention he's i'm gonna flanking. go around and right. flank and then i do a bunch of extra damage but he's playing with two ranged attackers and so he's like oh that's I, rough i could do double damage if one of you guys are next to it and we're like yeah, no, we're not getting next to it. We're ranged. We have disadvantage yeah. attacking me- uh, range in, in, in melee, um, and rough. and then he, you know, he has a bunch of loot cards. Right, the the tinkerer only has yeah. one that is a lose, um, and then the the spellweaver does you know a bunch of like long-range builds but the tinkerer does so many things i mean i listed them off earlier so i think that's part of it i think there are so many things that i can do that i'm like oh is this a good opportunity for me to use the ink blaster thing whatever that's called um yeah ink bomb or the net thrower or the or the flamethrower or (laughs) any of those things like like i have so many more options you do, but they're all lost cards. I mean, I, that's yeah, the a lot of them. A lot of them cards. are lost cards. So I just look at the board and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to use this yet. I'll just use it as a as a movement as a basic, exactly. A basic but, but the two other classes and... they
1: they they have a lot more normal cards. And if you talk about the spellweaver itself, almost all their cards are awesome because they're all lost cards, right? And and you get them all back. So those classes are just fun. And this one. That we play is kind of fun. It's very like stable. It's like it's nice to have that in your class in your group because they may be somewhat what you might call boring to play, but they yeah, give you A, the lo- heals, they a lot of what you back, the, they a lot of what pack.
0: the tinkerer does is good. It's not great. Yes. It's not flashy or amazing. Like the the it's spellweaver, good. our second camp, our second session had several times where I'm like, I'm like, oh, this thing is going to do like five or six damage, and she only has yeah. six health. But she had frost armor up, which is just like, right. oh, take off a charge of frost armor, and I'm like, oh, whew, wow, that R- right is right. really. You don't have that, right? <laughs> no, I don't have that. Right. I've I've eight health and never take more than two or three damage because I, you know, I'm always in the back. Yeah, and our and our
1: Chris ha, has like the capability to like charge the battlefield charge with different and, kinds of and stuff, and, and then while he would have like what we have is on ours is just a normal range attack that does two damage. He'll have a normal range attack two damage, but if it's been charged, then he can do eight damage. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> so he he gets to play where like every one of his turns kind of matters what he wants to do. For us, it's kind of like I'm stable. It's normal. It's good. It's just not great. Right, and and that's what made our made our friend Pete when he was picking classes like I just don't want to play the game the class that Mike D's playing not because it's not great <laughs> because it doesn't blow stuff up and like it, yeah it, it doesn't do anything flashy it's, it's like yeah it's, it's
0: stable it doesn't suck it's just not uh, it's not super super exciting yeah. so and, yeah and, and, I think I think I didn't Andrew and I are going to start a party the, and I just picked the uh, Tinker box it was a Tinker It like that's cool it looks cool that, with a so. little gear I yep. I'm not sure what classes we still have available but we'll. I mean besides those 3 we have the other 3. So there's that. Right. Well, we've right, we talked a lot on on that one. Yeah, we've talked about Gloomhaven for a while. Why don't we <laughs> in the in the 8 minutes we have left, 7 minutes, uh, yep. <laughs> talk about right. our good news. Good news everyone? Good news everybody.
1: Um yeah, so uh what what do you got this week? Here, do you want me to go first? I got some good news. Um Go for it. I got so so there's, there's there's two things good good things and good news I guess I'll, I'll do two mm. things I got a good good thing I'll start a good thing It's kind of a personal thing I I, I got to play uh, um, good things in in life I got to play fort with kids uh, you, you ever go back when you were a kid and build a fort in the house and sure and put sheets across chairs and then you put you know pillows and everything I got I got to do that with a bunch yeah, so of kids blanket, and it was great my girlfriend fort, like and, that one and,
0: episode uh, of Community or oh yes uh, the we're, opening sequence to uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. Yes,
1: yes, yes, right, that's right. Yeah, you play, and that was fun. Uh, I was over, uh, Sydney and I, my daughter and I went over to my girlfriend's house and and her two kids, and we, we, we built the fort and we had popcorn and watched, uh, turned the lights out and watched a movie, all everybody all in the fort, and that was just super fun. So that's, that's a good feeling thing that I think that, uh, you know, it's everyone should, you know, do and try to be a kid every once in a while. My good news though, um, so it's it's kind of good news. I'm a little excited about it. I'm excited to hear what you think about it is that they um uh, is it is it CBS their all access thing they they mm-hmm. have kind of announced that they're going to do another Star Trek series based on Jean-Luc Picard and it's going to have Patrick Stewart back reprising his role. I I um, heard about that. Yeah, it's I'm
0: it's I'm, early days,
1: though, right? It's just like he rumors. Is early and... day, yeah, they they just announced like as much as we just said, and Patrick Stewart came out with a thing saying, yes, I'm excited to come out. The only thing that's been a little leaning is that uh, the two parts of him, this is what I want your feedback on, is that he came out and said he's excited to explore a new angle or a new uh, approach at this character and that's totally different than before. And he's also come out saying that he would never want to play Jean-Luc Picard again that he did everything he wanted to do that character he's very happy with that character but he has nothing there's nothing new to tell so the fact that he's doing it again and saying that he's excited to do a new thing how does that make you feel about what this show's going to be with our beloved Jean-Luc Picard
0: I mean that kind of stuff happens all the time right like Leonard Nimoy published a, a autobiography in the 70s called I am not Spock And then, like, 15, 20 years later, published a second documentary, a second uh, autobiography called I Am Spock. Yes. Right. Like, I think that's just sort of the natural course of, well, a natural course of a person's attitude and perspective on things. Like, yeah, if you do something so big that it sort of defines you to two people in that in that world in that celebrity acting kind of thing though i don't i don't know that patrick stewart was as locked into the persona of of jean-luc picard as uh as leonard nimoy was into spock um because leonard nimoy did very little otherwise where yes Jean uh, uh um patrick stewart patrick stewart was you know professor xavier he did a very excellent adaptation of um uh, Christmas Carol. He's done a bunch of stuff. Um, oh, yeah. and, he, and he. The guy's. O- over, overall, I mean, aside from being, you know, an excellent actor, also seems, from what I've seen, to be an excellent human, which is always yes. awesome. Um, I mean, you know, I'll. <laughs> whatever it is, I'm going to watch it. Right. We've talked about that before. (laughs) Um,
1: we we can all agree on that. It's got Star Trek and Patrick Stewart. You're going to watch, but yeah,
0: I mean the, the character evolved over the course of, I think that show ran seven years, seven seasons. And then they also did like five movies. I want to say, um, you know, and the, and the characters sort of changed and evolved over the course of those movies. Uh, the good ones and, and the couple horrible flops. Um, and so yeah, it makes perfect sense for I mean, when was I think the last one was Nemesis and that's been what like 15 years ago. Right, something like that. I'm completely it's Been a long while, yeah. Just ballparking those numbers. Um you know, he he as a person has changed the the world of of Star Trek has changed with the with the um uh what The is, sport drive the spore drive what do they call that um discovery well there's yeah there's discovery with the spore drive and there is the kelvin what they call the kelvin verse which is the jj J. abrams oh, right, movie yeah, yeah. the new track ver- the new Trek, whatever you want to call that like the world is expanded of course star trek as we've talked about on the show before is always it's a futuristic utopia that is you know inevitably colored by the era in which it was made um you know right. the original show was still the 60s the the middle you know the the golden age was still the 90s 80s and 90s um the new shows are new the movies were you know not quite as new like 10 years ago um and so and so there's all of that and so you know sort of just as a matter of course these these stories change and and you know okay. it would be I think, you know, there's always a chance that it's bad, right? There's always a chance. <laughs> right. There's always a chance it is CBS. that it's yes, you can never tell. There's that another it's, enterprise, uh, you know, that it's Star Trek Insurrection. Um, yes,
1: I mean that's what I said. we've had enough. We've had enough bad Star Trek Next Generation movies, and we've had enough uh, enterprises and that weren't so great.
0: But it's no. you know, you one assumes that it's going to be a sort of end end of end of road kind of story for the character well
1: that, that that's actually what i'm wondering so the the biggest thing <clears throat> it's not like what it's going to be like or how the thing is is the biggest concern or worry and excitement for me is is jean-luc picard i okay. mean because he, he's such a he's such a iconic character that patrick stewart has made over many years and is def- is well-defined a well-defined character and uh and not just like oh here's a moment in his life through a movie that that we know about like we've seen his most of his formative life, you know, with the Enterprise and who he is. And then even future time traveling and back time traveling, Mm -hmm. we know Jean-Luc Picard to, to drastically change who he is. I don't know how I feel about that. Like he's going to be 70 some years old. And the only thing I can think of is that there's a lot of time traveling or, um, go, uh, flashback type scenarios in this show where, you know Jean-Luc is in the future and then you're re- you're remembering back into his past mm. his young and you have a young Jean-Luc I mean that is not out of the question because they just recast Spock in Discovery
0: uh, yeah to bring up um McAvoy right
1: yeah sure yeah <laughs> yeah
0: right Bring him. that, that yeah, would whatever. be
1: weird wouldn't it that would be that would be kind of cool but <laughs> not I don't like McAvoy but as professor right, but I right. think that it would be kind of cool. Yeah, I'm,
0: I mean, I'm excited. We'll see. It's it's early yeah. days yet. But that, that's 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 my good news. You're, you're What's good yours? News. So what do you got? Okay, so I like at least so far because I don't I haven't come up with anything better. But I like your division of of good thing and good news. Um, yes. Let's see. My good thing is that I don't know. Is that is that the is that the thing? I mean, the good thing is that I got to play Gloomhaven, and it was awesome.
1: Oh yeah, right. Um,
0: other than that, nothing super major. New uh, new WoW expansion dropped, and it's been awesome. Um, everything about it is cool: the map design, the quest. The
1: Has it been fun? Have you been felt like really back engaged? and This is all new, and yeah, it's fun? like I'm
0: not. It's a new. You know, I've been playing for a couple a couple weeks, couple months in the end of expansion time, where I'm like uh what haven't I done? What last things do I want to do? I went and did the thing in the well. You don't know because you haven't played. But they brought back Dalaran, and there's a thing in the in the sewer where you can kill players and monsters. It's basically free for all PvP every so often on a timer. And okay. if you loot a bunch of the stuff that you get for that, you get a, a mount that looks like a giant rat, and it's ridiculous MMO stuff, but. Um, I did that before the thing, and so now that the expansion's out, it's like okay, now it's clear what I have to do because everybody's doing it. Um, I joined a new guild last night, and so I've been trying to get get in involved in that in that community. We'll we'll see. Uh, it's I, I just joined you last night, so it's it's hard to tell. Their their guild name is Pebcak. Pete. Peb? Pe- what? P-E-B-C-A-K. P-E-B- or no? Yeah, C. A. K. Okay. It's the uh, you know, it's the IT tech support acronym. Problem exists between chair yeah. and keyboard. He,
1: he, 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 you're such a nerd. Such I, a nerd.
0: Don't don't act like you don't know what that is.
1: I know. I'm just <laughs> When you said that, it was, I was like, "Oh, that's exactly what that is." Cat, cast and shade. I, eye. I, I figured you would join that. that that's the guild you would join. You are like, "Oh, I mean, I, I like that name." I, I, I
0: posted that. on Reddit. I was looking for a guild, and this was, this guy was the first one who responded, who was actually on my server. One guy responded you, who was, but, Horde yeah, but you were like, a and it's a good
1: name, right? That you like. It's yeah.
0: a, it's kind of cool enough name. Michael, it's clever. It's clever. I'll, I'll check. I'll check these guys out. So anyway, that's <laughs> that. Um, good news. Um, there are new trailers out for both uh, Red Dead Redemption Two and um, Fallout seventy six. I know we've talked about Fallout before, and you're a little meh on the franchise. I'm definitely meh about this expansion because it's sort of this hybrid MMO open world kind of thing where you join you join a server with yourself and up to a party of four, and at any given time there are somewhere around a dozen players on every instance of the game um but in their more in the most recent uh announcement video whatever this last week they showed they gave a bunch of details about how um pvp is going to work um and it sounds like they are putting in a lot of uh sort of deterrence to just flat out griefing which is good it's a thing that um Wow has just started to do. I don't want to go into the details on that. I'll probably have more opinions on that next week. But um, you know, for a decade and more, the WoW PvP system just it not at like at best did not reward people for bullying. And bullying is such a loaded word. But what I mean by bullying is just like relentless ganking and ruining someone's day yes. just for fun.
1: I, I played on a PvP server, for right? PvP five servers, years, but exactly had no ideas.
0: like at best did not reward that but did nothing to discourage it um they're doing some of that now but fallout 76 has a lot of this where like if apparently if you kill somebody if you attack somebody and kill them and they don't fight back um you get like a big debuff on you that stacks and then if somebody if somebody you know kills you in return they just get a bunch of rewards at a certain point it's like a big chunk of your caps your money so it's like hey don't be a jerk jerk. or you're gonna pay for it you know kind of thing and that's 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 you know a a little encouraging when i when i heard the descriptions of how this this new fallout was going to work i'm like this is not like fallout has always been a single player experience i don't know quite how you do this but it looks like they're um they're approaching this in a in a in a way of understanding how that like it's not an mmo it's not going to be crowded with people like like elder scrolls online it's going to be smaller more of a like almost minecraft kind of scale at least in the way the the ways right. that i've played right. minecraft well that sounds kind of fun
1: all right man well we did good yeah one, next week's our our last one for the year and then we start a whole new year two coming up so that'll be it's exciting be we still weird. haven't gotten like our gen con a- special out yet we'll be getting that pretty soon i know i'm going to start working on it hopefully fingers crossed this weekend to put to start pushing that out and we'll get some reviews so look forward to our special gen con out
0: uh, as soon as we possibly can yeah I know it's we'll a little late but we'll we'll save that and then we it's too bad we didn't have it ready for this crazy last couple of weeks that we've uh yeah, no had kidding. schedule wise because we'll we'll right. push that we'll episode up in a week or two and be like oh well we do it? maybe we'll, Maybe we'll try to shoot for labor day and then we can have labor day weekend off <laughs> right 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 uh, right. all right everybody you have been listening to the front porch this is episode 51 a special thanks as always to our friends over at geek scholars movie news uh, if you enjoy the show you can subscribe on apple podcasts and while you're there if you would leave us a review that helps us out um, if you go to our website front porch podcast.com you can find mm-hmm. links and show notes for this episode also our contact forms you can give us uh, some topic ideas some feedback mm-hmm. all that good stuff yep uh i think i said all the things so until next time <laughs> uh this is dennis i'm michael for the front porch not everybody i just i gotta I got that going for me which is nice